I think most of the blame uh, has to be placed on the government. And I say this after having numerous uh, conversations and meetings uh, with the Department of Justice on, one, the number of constitutions that are distributed annually to South Africans, um, two, the level uh, to which the education system uh, embodies uh, the Constitution, so debates around the Constitution. So for the work that I do, particularly when uh, so at Section 27 we go out to rural communities we, in an attempt to ensure access to healthcare services or in another instance to try and ensure access to education, most of that blame has to be placed squarely on, uh, on the government. There is a need. Um, and I, I hear this and I see it every time I go into, into a village and I take up a constitution, a, a constitution and people are saying, is that the constitution, Rulek? And I say, yes, this is the constitution. And you'd be amazed at how uh, interested people are when I start reading the constitution, not just in English, but in Sikos. People start taking notes, start writing down, saying, hey, Rulek, please pause just a minute, just a minute, I'm taking notes. So I say based on the work that I do, on the level of engagement I've had, uh, or we've had a section 27 with our state departments, the, the lack of access to constitutions must be placed on the government because there is a desire, there is a need for people, in people to understand and to know the constitution. Mm. And, and, and uh, you know, and maybe it's because of the position that I find myself in Mluleki. Um, you know, I, I actually am going to ask the team to just find out for us where the Constitution is available. Where can the public uh, basically access these documents free of charge? Um, libraries, I would think you can go and you would get one. I think, um, okay, uh, you, you can go to Parliament <laughs> and, and, and you would find some copies of uh, the uh, constitutional document. But back in the day, I remember... Um, um, they used to be available when it was just, uh, you know, uh, first launched. It was available at every single post office in South Africa. I seem to remember that. But I also want to know then why are schools, why are they not proactive? Why do they not have copies of the Constitution? Uh, which brings us back to the point you raised, uh, Mluleki, about our education system and what exactly it embodies with regards to the Constitution and I guess in some instances, one would think at that level, perhaps, if nothing else, the Bill of Rights. There is this, uh, I'm not sure if I'll be answering your question, but there is this bizarre uh, thinking at some levels of society, some levels of government, where emphasis or majority of the emphasis will be placed on responsibilities, where people will be uh, told that, no, it's your responsibility to do this. We place more emphasis, and even in the curriculum, and even in conversations with the Department of Education, Department of Justice, there is this thinking that more emphasis should be placed on obligations, on uh, responsibilities of people. But that's, that's converting things, are, uh, that, that's putting things in a bizarre understanding. How would I understand a responsibility if I don't even know what right I have in this republic? How can I participate meaningfully, effectively uh, within this constitutional framework if I don't know what my rights are, what the legislative, the policy, and the constitutional framework that founds the state? or on which the state is founded. How can I be a, an active citizen if I don't know those things? So part of the problem is this bizarre understanding that we should place more emphasis on responsibilities more than we place on rights and uh, constitu- constitutional rights. Well, we are asking the question this morning, how do we give meaning to our constitution? And I'd love to hear your views. 891 That's our call-in number. Tell us what you think, you know, about our constitution. Have you ever had a copy? 
Have you read it? More important than just having it. And um, if not, why not? When you've had access to it, have you shared it with others? You know, uh, we want to talk about this constitution and why it is that 21 years into this democracy, we are still pointing fingers at one another, um, the public to government and government back to the public, as um, Luleki was saying about responsibilities. Uh, So what exactly is this about? How do we give meaning to this constitution so that all of us get to benefit from it? Prof? Yes, indeed. There are so many ways in which we see it does happen in society, but it is not sufficient. There is a bit in life orientation in school, a school subject, a few hours a year where that is brought into the curriculum, into the classrooms. There are several NGOs who are doing this work. Department of Constitutional Development, they are, there are some projects. The Human Rights Commission does things. But it all does not get up to that point of systematic engagement like in these are our rights. Government, what are you doing? What can we as citizens do to supplement that? That big interface is just not happening. And it could be, as I suggested earlier, be that point that it is an uncomfortable point in history to take stock of exactly the extent of realization of each of those rights. There are the good stories on each of these rights, but there are dismal failures on each of these rights as well. And that is a point where it does not work any longer for ordinary South Africans to say to here, we have got the best constitution in the world because this is... In the first place, they do not always know the exact formulation of that rights. Exactly where does it end? Mm-hmm. What are the limitations? We need much more conscientization of ordinary citizens on these are the rights, but these are the limitations that you will encounter when you do that. Only when ordinary citizens, and I see that in my own research, can say, yes, this document speaks to our experience now. Only then can they take it seriously. Citizens now, and I see that also in youth in South Africa, in their own experiences and how they talk about the Constitution, they say, oh, they're Equality before the law, not that some people are much more equal than others. Separation of powers, they look at both those political principles and the socioeconomic rights and say this, but that is not how it works in society. So it is as if they need a reinterpretation of this constitution to be realistic to what happens today. What, what do you think informs uh, part of the apathy, as it were, that South Africans have um, towards the Constitution and towards knowing what their rights are? The apathy really comes in the sense that they do not think this is how life in South Africa works today. It is great to have those ideals, they say in, in this research that I do. But we know that that we haven't got that kind of equality. We know that there is still racism. We know we can take it into the courts in a country, into some bodies that can help in getting restitution or getting justice when there have been injustice, injustices. But it takes a lot of effort for people who are often living very close to those margins of total dismal, dismal communities. 
conditions and not having access to the basics in life. For those people still to take up bigger issues like inequality before the law or racism in whatever part of society, it is a big stretch for them. And so, and we know the constitution even says access, equal access to the courts, for example. Mm. We know, and we know there are continuous debates in South Africa that that should, there should be more justice and more better access in that regard. But for ordinary people to get that step, they are not empowered to do that. And they know that. And then the constitution doesn't mean enough for them, for them to take it seriously, to make it part of their lives.